told you we'd be back. It's the Heart and Hustle podcast. Nick Gronowitz, Scott Inez, two games into the NBA preseason. Your Orlando Magic, our Orlando Magic, 2-0, and we're here to dissect some of the early takeaways from that. Talk a little Markel Fultz. You will hear from Mo Bamba, the Orlando Magic backup center. Uh, Scott and his interview with him coming up. Backup center, second center, third I don't know. Mo Bamba's on the roster. <laughs> we'll get into all that coming up. If you're listening for the first time, you can hear Scott and Ez and myself weekdays, ESPN 580 Orlando. That's 580 AM for the old school, 96.5 FM, HD2, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio app, the whole thing. Just search for yeah, 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 And of course, on this podcast, two to three times a week, depending on how much time... We have, you can follow Scott on Twitter, at Inez Says, and me, at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, Scotty, after I got out of town for a couple of days, I saw a little bit of the preseason games. I'm going to be honest here, a lot of this is going to be your takeaways. I watched the first half of, we're recording this on Tuesday, Monday night's game against Mm -hmm. the Detroit Pistons. And I got to say, two blowouts, you don't look at the final scores, I like the way Aaron Gordon looked last night against Detroit. Markel Fultz has shown some things couple of early takeaways from you. How are you feeling? Uh, first off, the NBA preseason. As you well know, I never put a whole lot of stock in the NBA preseason because it can be the ultimate tease. And several years ago, I look, I, I, I started believing in some guys who were not even in the league that regular season. So I've learned from my mistakes over the years not to put a whole lot of stock in the preseason. With that said. But. Wait, with that said. Sure. Okay. Number one. I like the confidence, the swag. I don't know what you call it, swag. What I like the swag that this team is playing with early in the preseason, and I think there's there is a confidence that comes along with the fact that this team made the playoffs for the first time together last year, and that's why I was so gung ho about this team making the playoffs because when you make the playoffs for the first time, okay, especially for young guys. That gives you a little extra bump in your step for the following season. And I think that's what we're seeing right now with this Orlando Magic team. Now, what does that get us? Nothing right now. But what I notice, especially with those starters uh, in the Magic starting lineup, I desperately wanted to see growth. I wanted to see swag. I wanted to see confidence, whatever you want to call it, so far through two games. I have seen that swag. So that's number one. I think I think the word that I would use here is you're seeing more maturity in this okay. team. Uh, okay. I, when yeah. you talked with Jonathan Isaac, we put that interview up. And when you talked with Markel Fultz, I think both those guys still learning how to be pros. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac talked about how, well, I'm just learning how to eat and be, you know, eating 5,000 calories a right. day or something right. like Mo that. Mo Bamba the same way. Mo too, Bamba. Yeah. I think Mo Bamba was the other one. I think you're right, which people are going to hear here coming up. But this is a team that they're in the preseason. They know, okay, here's what we need to get out of this. Yeah. Aaron Gordon looks more developed. He's the veteran. He's six years in. Right. Jonathan Isaac looks like a freak yeah, out he there. He looks, he got thicker, he's bigger. Yep. He ju- He's the guy of anybody I've seen through the first two games and really last night that jumps off the screen to you. Yep. So uh, I think we're seeing a more mature, confident yeah. uh, Orlando Magic basketball team than the one we've seen. It doesn't look like a bunch of babies on the floor. Right. And we've become accustomed to seeing that over the last seven years or and so. And you can tell this is season number two for the head coach, Steve Clifford, who yeah. did a whale of a job in year one. I think another thing that jumps out at me And I know we're going to get to Fultz. We're going to get to Bamba coming up. We'll get to Isaac. But the defense, and again, 
through the preseason prism. I get that. But 91 points last night against the Pistons. They allowed 89, they allow 89 right? points against right, the Spurs. Right, right. So, again, preseason, I get it. Okay, but this defense was one of the best in the NBA in the second half of the season last year. And the question going into this season was, will the defensive hunger it had last year under Steve Clifford, can they get that back for this year? Because as we often see, especially in contract years, and it was a contract year for Nikola Vucevic and for Terrence Ross, who, mm-hmm. by the way, got hurt last night, and hopefully he's going to Chest be contusion, okay. they say. He's okay, going. Good. He's day-to-day. Okay, he's going to good. be fine. So there's no sounding the alarm, it feels like, for uh, Terrence Ross. But you hope defensively, because that's where this team is going to have to hang its hat. Okay, because there really is no go-to guy yet on this roster. You're going to have to hang your hat on defense, and I hope the first two games of the preseason is a harbinger for this team because you hold the Pistons to 91 last night. Um, You create 20 turnovers in that game. Now, granted, it was the Pistons' very first preseason game, but you hold the Spurs to 89. This team, so far, good sign. It has not relaxed on the defensive end, and that was one of the questions we had going into this preseason. Yeah, hungry. How hungry are these going guys going to be, especially when it is a group of young players that finally taste some success, and maybe they spend the offseason congratulating themselves. Right. They spend the offseason feeling like, okay, we've earned it. They're reading about every single outlet that you can read from. The Ringer, Yahoo Sports, CBS Sports, USA. They're all saying, well, the Orlando Magic team, can they be a top-four team in the mm-hmm. East? Not just make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. can they be a team to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference? And it feels like through two games, and I do like how you and I, <laughs> you and I both keep doing this because yeah. someone is going to tweet us right, and say, right. well, how about that awesome defense after they give up 150 to right. Phoenix no or doubt. something? But, no doubt. Um, I think what you are seeing is a team that came in and is still hungry. You kept most most of the, the, the players and I got to say, it looks like Al Farouk Amino is a nice fit on this team, no doubt, too. No doubt. And and we knew going in that he would be a good fit because here's a guy, they call him the chief for a reason, I right? Like, he's going everyone's to fit in, in on the chief. He's, everyone's he, yeah, in. He, he's going to fit in immediately in that locker room. He can guard three, four positions on the court. He hasn't really gotten a whole lot of playing time yet through two no, preseason like 20 games, minutes last but, night, seven points, yeah. But he's going to fit in. Look, yeah. it—, it if we're talking about a team that may be able to crack the top four in the Eastern Conference this year, Markel Fultz is going to have an awful lot to do with it. Okay, that. so let's transition to that. By the way, uh, with Al Farouk Camino, if the the magic the magic stadium guys that do the in arena stuff, if you're not using stuff from one flew over the cuckoo's nest for the chief this Jeez. year, yes, <laughs> then I don't really know what we're doing here. All I'm saying, it's just a, it's just a piece of advice. Yeah. Take it from me to you. It's free. Write it down. Right. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. If you haven't seen it, Jack Nicholson, he's unbelievable. It's an absolute classic. But until the end, so uh, let's get to Markel Fultz. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of head yeah. head problems, maybe yeah. um, two games. Yeah. Fultz was not, they weren't on TV the first game. Right. So everyone's got the Zabruder film, the cell phone cameras, mm-hmm. whatever the stadium stuff was that you could watch through that. And then last night you get to watch him for the first time. The shot isn't there. He's he's, uh, he's never had a pretty shot. He's no. never had a pretty shot. But the thing is, he doesn't have the hitch in the shot. That's yes. the thing, Nick. He's going out and playing loose. He's playing freely. And look... You go through as a fan, and I'm a fan. Look, first, I, I look, I, I'm a media guy. I covered the Magic for 31 years, but I'm still a fan, right? I mean, this is my number one team. It's a passion of mine. But you go back two weeks, Nick. What were we talking about on the air? We were talking about, are we, are, are we going to see Markel Fultz not in training camp? 
we were talking about at all this yes. year. Or when are we going to see him? Will it be before or after J- January 1st, basically? Right. Because the Magic had been very quiet about whether or not he was going to appear, whether or not he was going to be in training camp. And a couple of days after we talked about that, they had that big media soiree right, where they invited right. everybody out. They did the Markel Fultz unboxing party, right, might I right. say. And now two games in, uh, if my math is correct here, he's 3 of 18 from the floor. Mm-hmm. Has he made a three-point shot yet? I just want to know. He is not. He's 0 of 3. Um, but, but, he's, he's but he's shooting it. He's shooting but it. He's and shooting also, it. I think he's showing that he can be a competent basketball player um, without the shot going down. Uh, getting to the rim, we saw the the highlight against the Pistons on, on Monday night. The steal in transition, two defenders yeah. split the pair, right. and then the big thunderous dunk. The guy has some of it. You yep. can see it there. And if the shot's not going down, I do think he has enough tools in the toolbox yep. to be able to help this match. Oh, especially team. defensively, Nick. Especially yeah, defensively. Yeah, you've watched more of that. Tell me, what are your thoughts this on him kid, defensively? Like, there's been such a range of emotions with Markel Fultz because, again, two weeks ago, we didn't even know if we'd see this kid the entire season. So to go from that to... All of a sudden, the Magic are allowing the media in to watch him shoot after a voluntary workout to the fact that he starts training camp. I mean, it's it's been 0 to 60 MPH in, in, in like two or three seconds here. So what we're seeing right now with Markel Fultz, I did not know. he. I, I knew he was 6'4". Okay, and, and we saw him during training camp was the first interview that we right. did. Uh, on media day, I didn't know he was as thick as he is. Yeah, he's he's got he's a thick six. He's not a twenty year old six four. No, he's not a string bean. No, he's not Jonathan Isaac. No, he's got some baby fat on him. It, well, I don't know if it's baby fat or not, but he's thick. I'm heck. I turned thirty last Friday. I still have still some have baby, baby fat. I still got some baby fat on. By me. the way, happy belated birthday. Thank Nikki you, football. But I, you you go from you go from not knowing whether this kid is going to show up to all of a sudden he's played in two games. Are the numbers overly impressive? No. no, he's got a bunch of turnovers. But this is the first time he plays in nearly under a year. Keep that in mind. Remember last year, Nick, eight turnovers. And I don't. In two I, don't games. I don't think this was uh, at a point in time when we were doing the Heart and Hustle podcast. But there was a, a, a night when the Sixers came to town, and I went to Amway Center for the sole purpose of watching this kid. I wanted to see up close and personal what was going on with this kid, and he did not look right at all. From that was the early get-go. in the season, wasn't yes, it? I yeah, think it was it very was. early in the year. I remember that game. I want to say it was the second game of the year. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I, it, it was early, but I, I, we had heard so much about this kid and what he was going through mentally and physically. Like, it pained him to go out there and play basketball. Right yeah. now, when you watch him, he's having the time of his life. He is. It's like fun. a weight has been lifted off of his shoulders. Well, when shoulders. you talked to him, that's that was the feeling that we got. So you and I were at Media Day. You spoke with Markel Fultz. And the way these Media Day things work is you talk with a guy, and then you've got like another three to five minutes where you kind of just stand around with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember our conversation was dominated by the guy just feels right. I don't know if he is right. I don't know how he. I don't know how he right. Right. physically is. Right. But he just feels like he's in a good space. Yeah. And and that mental side of it there. That's a very good place for him to be, and if he can play free, you know, we 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 saw the dunk, we saw him get into the rim, the reverse layup against right. the Pistons. Right, he can make those plays. And what the Magic have lacked, they lack shooting. When he's out on the floor, they're not going to have shooting. Mm-hmm. But they have lacked a slasher, a guy that can yep. get to the rim, create. and create. Yep. And I think he can be a creator for this team. He's a he's a ball handler too. 
I mean, yeah. he, he's he's got a handle that I did not know about. I mean, Philly fans is listening to this right now. Like, get I, ready, I, dude. I, I and I'm look. We're preparing ourselves because look, he may have a setback no, or I'm two in love. along the way. I'm in love. I, I'm, I'm in, in love right now. I'm too, not preparing but, myself at all. Okay, if he busts. I'm it's gonna I'm gonna be heartbroken, but, but it's here, okay. Here's another thing I didn't know about Markel Fultz. He's What's a that? good teammate. He's a good teammate. He will playmate for others. He's a type of kid who loves to be able to create for others. That's a rare thing in our league today. So he's he's big enough, he's quick enough to get into the lane, to either finish, get to the line, create for a teammate, and the steal that he had last night against the Pistons um, at about foul line extended on the defensive yeah. side yeah. puts it around his back. What do you call that, the quarter court or the three-quarter court? I think it would be three-quarter court. Three-quarter court, okay. okay. So puts, puts it around his back, drives mm-hmm. under control the entire way, and goes up for a slam that there aren't a whole lot of guys who can do that. No, that was a whoa moment. That, 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 was the, that was the play I was talking about earlier. When he makes that steal, A, defensive play, B, the ball handling ability, and then finishing. There's three steps in that. A lot of guys can make step one, yeah. fewer can make step two, and even fewer can put all three together to stay under control. Heck, a lot of guys try that behind the back dribble, and they dribble it off their foot, the defender's foot, and can't finish. Yep. Uh, it was impressive, yep. uh, albeit in preseason. Yeah, again, preseason basketball. We have to quantify it and qualify it. I, I get that, okay? But this kid... You know, the big question about him was the mental side because he seems to have solved the physical side with that shoulder injury. But the mental side, he seems to be just enjoying playing loose, playing free. Um, and, and we'll see where it goes from here. But if this kid gets right yeah. physically and mentally, physically and mentally, this Magic team could be pretty special this year. It, it could be, and he could be the coming attraction for Orlando. I know they have not hurt with ticket sales. You talked to Alex Martins about that at Media Day, about how they were second in the league in single-game ticket sales, and a lot of that having to do with the tourist base here. But uh, he could be the real coming attraction for this team. That, As you said, you went to the game to watch him. More people will want to see what Mark Fultz looks like. Yeah. And think about this defensive lineup that you can put up there. Just yeah. for a minute, and I know there's not a lot of shooting in this, but if you need a stop, mm. you can put Mark Fultz at point guard, mm-hmm. Wes Awandu at the two mm-hmm. with his length. You end up with Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and Mo Bamba. Yeah. That is just, it is a group of aircraft carriers. Yeah, tarantulas. Yes. yes. I, and I, I, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, I mean, they, they have built this thing with just long wingspan. It's become a joke, and by the way, a joke that did originate here on this this podcast (laughs) and our radio show, and that's fine. Magic Twitter, enjoy it. I'm glad everyone's into it, Um, but I'm taking taking full ownership of it. It it belongs to us, Um, and it seems to be paying off. They need... They need a little more shooting. I'm concerned about the shooting yep. on this t- on this team. I know you want to get to Mo Bamba. One more thing, and that would be the play of Aaron Gordon um, mm-hmm. against the Detroit Pistons. I know preseason, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. If Aaron Gordon this year for Orlando can just be a 16-18 to 18 point, 8 rebound, 5 assist guy, yeah. if he could be the stat stuffer. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the difference. Zach Lowe talked about this on ESPN on his podcast, and I completely agree with him. If Aaron Gordon can realize that he's not going to be LeBron James, but instead can be the everything guy for Orlando, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be 28 points a night. I think that this team will have that missing link because that's what Aaron Gordon needs to be. I'm I'm, I'm not a big fan of the stat stuffer in terms of Aaron Gordon, but I think you're right. 
if he can give you a little bit of everything, kind of like he did last year. And I think he took a step. You know, Steve yes. Clifford. No, no, Steve, he took a step last year. Steve yes. Clifford uses the term playing with purpose quite a bit, right? Playing with purpose. And I think for the first time in his career last year on a consistent basis, Aaron Gordon played with a lot of purpose. And I remember you and I talking early on in the season. The Celtics game. Celtic game. Yeah. Prime example, in Boston. Okay, I think it was the early in the first quarter, and Aaron did some Aaron Gordon-like things early in the game where he's going Wait, a little crazy, right? You mean he did the yo-yo dribble on the left wing, <laughs> right, the head right, fake, and right. then fired a brick three? He did, he did, some, he did some crazy things. Yeah. Steve Clifford calls timeout, walks out onto the court, meets Aaron Gordon, and starts chewing him out face-to-face. That's exactly what Aaron Gordon needs. We all need coaching at times, and, and Aaron, I think, needed that type of coaching at that time. And from that spot on, Aaron was very, very good and very heady. That's the thing about Aaron Gordon. You know he's a great defensive player already, but if he can get even more heady on the offensive end this year, um, this team could be pretty darn good. Yeah, by the way, last year, a career-high 3.7 assists per game. Can yeah. you get that into the fours? Yeah. Averaged about seven and a half rebounds, 16 points, 16 to 18 points. If he can get into the four, four and a half assists, I think it's going to be huge for this team because someone other than DJ Augustine needs to be the distributor. I don't think it's going to be Evan Fournier. They need one more passer and one more shooter. And we know what they have to look to work with. Yeah. You know, it's like that scene in Apollo 13 where they throw everything onto the table and they say you need to make this fit into this yeah. using nothing but that. Right. Aaron Gordon needs to be yeah. one of You're right. one of that. You're Let's right. get to Mo Bamba, uh, who against the Spurs had a very nice uh preseason game. Yeah, Pistons oh, too. Yeah, yeah. 18 points uh, against the Spurs mm-hmm. to go along with what was it, seven rebounds, I think, and last night against the Pistons on, on Monday night as we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh Mo Bamba's look like a different guy at 13 points and eight rebounds. Uh, the motor seems to feel like the difference after not playing much last year due to the injury. Mm. He seems to be, and you're going to hear the interview you did with him coming up, he seems to just be a little bit more lively yeah. for this Magic team. The two M's, motor and maturity. You mentioned yeah. the word maturity earlier. I banged on Mo last year for not showing us that motor, that want to, if you will, for having a low motor, for for having a bad rookie season. There's no other way to put it. It was a disappointing rookie season, unfortunately for him. Um, it ended with the stress fracture late in the season. But what I see out of Mo this early preseason, a guy who has matured some. And I think you'll hear that maturity coming up in the interview. A kid who is understanding now the value of hard work, realizing that in order to stay in this league, not, not just to succeed, but to stay in this league, that there is a certain motor you have to have. There is a work ethic that you have to have. Uh, it, you have to put in the time, and I think Mo has put in his time this summer. I think he's realizing now how to be a professional. Obviously, he's worked on his outside shot. We saw that in Detroit. We saw that in San Antonio as well. He's being much more forceful down low, still not the most physical guy in the world, um, still has to build up his body even though he has done some of that. But if he continues with this type of attitude, Nick, and he continues with this this work ethic, he makes this team that much better because it was to me it was not a coincidence when he went down last year. When he went down, that's kind of when the magic went up. That, that's when Kem Birch came off the yes. bench, and and you talk about a motor man because he got Kem Birch has a high motor. Uh, Mo Bamba got injured what around December, right? Last year it was I think somewhere it was a little like bit later mid than to that, late wasn't December. It? I'll, I'll double check on yeah. that, but you are right. I mean, as he got injured. 
they hit that stretch. It was right before you're right. It was right before the All Star break, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they kind of hit that stretch. Right. Of January thirty first. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You are right. They completely they completely turned the corner, and part of that was. They didn't need someone to pound the ball in the post. They have Nick Vucevic for that. They needed someone to get those loose balls, uh, get to some of those 50-50 right. balls, make some of those extra motor plays. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, there is no bigger Kem Birch fan than me. Yeah. I'm a Kem Birch guy. Um, but Kem Birch was not the sixth overall pick of your particular general right. manager and president of basketball operations. Right. Kem Birch was the second best center on the Magic last year, even when Mo Bamba was healthy. But Mo Bamba has a chance to be the best center on the Orlando Magic if he can put it all together. Uh, and that's early on here. It looks like Mo Bamba starting to get it. Yeah. And we all know Steve Clifford. They drafted Mo, and we said it when they drafted him. Steve Clifford is the big man whisperer. He, he did it with Dwight Howard here working with Stan Van Gundy. He even had Dwight there in Charlotte for a little while before he was like, I'm done with this. He is the big man whisperer, and I think Mo Bamba can learn a lot. Well, this year and he's, look at Nick Vucevic in the first year with sure, Steve Clifford. absolutely. This year, Mo has more energy. He's tougher. He's wiser. He's more mature. Um, let's just keep that up and see where this thing goes from Obama this year. I would like to lodge one complaint uh, to Steve Clifford because yeah. I'm looking at that Pistons game. Um um, Vic Law, Kem Birch, B.J. Johnson. Mm. Uh, you got to get you know, only six minutes for Josh Majette. My Lakeland guys need some <laughs> more time here, okay? We got a season starting about a month here, Steve. All right, I want a title. I want a chip, all right? We so, need more shine for those Lakeland boys yeah, up here. I need more Josh Majette. Uh, I need more Emil Jefferson. He only played 10 minutes. Get my boys out there on NBA courts. They yeah. can dominate on the G League one. So that's all, Steve. Other than that, A-plus effort. But other than that, I need I need more of my Lakeland guys. <laughs> so uh, here's what we're going to do here on the podcast. You're going to hear from us about two to three times a week uh, during the preseason and hopefully into the regular season. A lot of it depends on our schedule. We've told you that. Uh, but coming up after the break here, Scott caught up with Mo Bamba, the Magic's second-year center. And as we said, Mo seemed like he was in a much better place than he was last year. That conversation with Mo Bamba coming up after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We got Mo Bamba here on Media Day here at Amway Center. And Mo just actually told me that uh, I look like Coach Calipari at the University of Kentucky. And my response was, yeah, I do. That's my well, I, don't know. I, I, I wish I had his money. I don't, I don't care about looking like Coach Cal. I wish I had his money. Me too, man. <laughs> me too. Good to see you, Mo. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? You How doing you? all right? Yeah. How was your offseason? It was good. It was good. Um, yeah. I went into the offseason with the mindset of, all right, I got to put in these deposits to get better. Um, from a bunch of different fronts as far as just like injury recovery, yeah. um, you know, weight gaining and strength conditioning, um, and on the court. Yeah. It, it was kind of a typical rookie season. I hate to say that, but it really, you, you know, when the rookies come in on that first day, you know what they're in for. Yeah. It's a, di- it's, it's, it's different. It's a difficult yeah. life. Yeah. You guys are getting paid. I get all that, but it's totally different than what you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And then you have the stress fracture near the end of the season. How is the injury? You all recuperated? I'm good. From I'm that? all recuperated. I've been at a hundred percent for yeah. about a month and a half, two months, maybe yeah. most of the summer. Yeah. Um, and I feel good. What, what, what did you take out of year one 
in the NBA in terms of being an NBA professional, Mo? A lot. I, I, I took that there's a level of preparation and routine that, you know, most of most guys who first years in the NBA have never experienced before. Um, like, it's just the importance of just routine is, 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 is monumental for development and just for how you play. You know, you, you get guys who do the same thing before every single game and is the reason why they play the same. And just trying to tie that into my game as much as possible. And that's what it's all about in your rookie year, too, is, is learning how to be a professional. I mean, exactly. nobody's going to nobody's going to teach you this. Yeah. You just yeah, have yeah. to experience it and go through it yourself and and you've you've now gone through it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm super excited for next season. Yeah. For for this season. Yeah. So so tell me about this year. I mean, I'm I'm looking around the room. This team has some talent. Mm-hmm. This team has some depth. Mm-hmm. You're looking forward to this? Absolutely. Um, you know, we returned a lot of guys, so our chemistry will be there. We we all played with each other and we all know, you know, where we want the ball and and what we do best, um, and then you add two big pieces like Chief and Markel, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're going to be able to, to get things rolling. And, and for you personally, the comfort has to be there knowing, okay, you got one year under your belt mm-hmm. now. I mean, you know, talking to you last year on Media Day, you didn't know what to expect tomorrow. Yeah. Now, you what, you, now you know what to expect exactly. from Camp Clifford, exactly. if you will, tomorrow, exactly. right? Exactly, That's got to be comforting to you. It is. It is at the same time, I don't. I, I I don't like being comfortable, you know. I like being paranoid. I like, you know, being on edge. Exactly, being yeah. on edge because you 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 get the you, you get your best bang for a buck when you're right. You know, no question about it. What what do you expect your role to be on this team this year, Mo? Uh, I want to be the energy guy. I want to come in and give that spark, whether if it's off the bench, whether if it's starting or whatever. I just want to be, you know, that guy that that can contribute right away. Yeah. Well, Nick Bucevic made the all-star team last year for a reason. I know you two are, are very, very tight. What did you learn from from Vooch uh, being the veteran that he is? Yeah. Uh, what, what did you learn last year and in, 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 in playing behind him pretty much the entire season? A lot. That, that whole piece I said about, um, you know, having a routine is, is, is basically me just describing him. You know, he has his routine. He comes in. He stretches. You know, before the game, he eats, he does this and that and that, and just it's his, it's his own routine. Yeah, I'm sure mine's will be sure. You know, a little different, but um, just that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned from him. Markel Fultz is here now. It's great to see him. I talked to him earlier. He seems very, very confident in what he's about to do here in training camp. I, I know you've been playing with him in, mm-hmm. in voluntary workouts. What do you see from from Markel so far, Mo? I think what people underestimate most from him is. One, his defensive abilities. You know, he's able to, you know, both play passing lanes and all the good all the ball defense. You know, that leads to easy offense. And another thing that I don't think is talked about a lot with him is just like his level of just unselfishness. Mm-hmm. You know, he really like I can see it in his face. He enjoys like making plays for other people. And when you got somebody like that, it just makes the game much easier. Yeah, you you said the word unselfishness. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of that. Yeah. On this team, yeah, um, w- which is very good, and and that's exactly what Jeff Weltman wanted to do in putting together this team. A lot of unselfish guys on this basketball team, which certainly has to help everybody out, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So tell me about this team in general. What what's, <laughs> what what do you think the the ceiling is for this team? Knowing that you you know you won twenty two of the final thirty one last year, mm-hmm. you make the playoffs for the first time. I know that was a new experience for you mm-hmm. as well. What yeah. um. What, what do you think the ceiling is for this Magic team this year, Mo? I, I honestly think the sky's the limit for us. Yeah. As long as we play in the right manner and, you know, we're we're doing what we do best, 
Um, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Orange uniforms. Yeah. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Uh, I got some. Big I got fan. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. It symbolizes Florida. Okay. You know? All right. All right. So what kind of what kind of shoes do you wear with the orange uniforms? Have you have you figured that one out yet? Don't worry. You'll you got see. your plan. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mo, thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks it. Good luck me, this year. Thank you very All much. All right. That was Scott Inez with Mo Bamba, the Orlando Magic Center. Uh, play more coming here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. I want to say appreciate you tuning in, joining us. Go ahead, hit that subscribe, rate, review button. Uh, big thanks to our friends at uh, Vox Media and, of course, SB Nation uh, as we continue to roll our way through here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. For Scott Inez, of course, you can hear him and myself, Nick Grunowitz, on ESPN 5 in Orlando, 4 to, four to 8 weekdays. Uh, talking NBA, NFL, and a whole lot more. You can follow Scotty at e- at Inez Says and me at ESPN 580. Nick, you'll hear from us a little later this week as we recap more of the preseason and get ready for the regular season. But until then, go Magic. Magic.